1: It's BudPod86. Is 86 anything?
0: 86. Um, lady sick. That's how I would describe the UK at this point. Lady to adopt an effective test and trace system. And as a result, sick. <laughs> lady sick. We're a bunch of lady sick.
1: We've been rated by the World Health Organization as lady sick.
0: Lady sick. Sick. You're two thousand and alive. I'm two thousand and sick. No, no, it has to be the same year. you're two thousand and six. I'm three thousand and sick.
1: <laughs> I had a, I had a horrible thought the other day, which is imagine if we get to the first anniversary of the lockdown and it's still a lockdown.
0: Right. Twenty third yeah. March. Yeah I mean, uh, that, that is surely the that is the worst case scenario for the government as optics wise they yeah. have to be like we can't allow an anniversary a lockdown anniversary at the very yeah. least i think they'd rather another 40,000 die than <laughs> we all celebrate we clap on our doorsteps for the one year anniversary
1: i was i was thinking yeah will you clap for 365 seconds
0: <laughs>
1: it would be something like yeah. that wouldn't it
0: yeah ugh um, when the, listen listener, that is why Pierre and I are back to our remote recording ways yes um, so as to satisfy London's tier two restrictions myself the rebel I am I suggested to Pierre that we uh, do it together very close in a room physically together but artificially sort of wait for each other as if there's a lag (laughs) and then and sort of make a point of stumbling over each other yeah to to fool the listener into thinking that we're doing this remotely
1: and ideally i would answer a question of yours slightly before you'd said it
0: yeah yeah and i get you to repeat things again and again
1: (laughs) Yes, well, but you know, I I I'm a, a stickler for tears. I love tears. Um, the higher the higher the tear, the happier I am. Um, I was trying to think of this the other day. Tears—the when... the
0: only person for whom more tears means less crying.
1: Hmm. I. That's why I always say: more tears, less fears. <laughs> more tears, less fears. When else do you say tear? Cause um like, cakes. cakes? I feel like you say
0: three three tier cake. hmm Um But it's otherwise usually something alarming, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is a tier one emergency.
0: I feel yeah, it's emergencies and Scientology. <laughs> what is I don't know what are these those levels that you get in Scientology?
1: Ooh, maybe it starts out as levels and high up enough you you become a tier guy
0: they call Tom Cruise the tearjerker. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Do you remember that when he was uh, punked or, or uh, pranked on on the street at a, at a movie print premiere? Oh yeah. Some, a, someone pretended to be a reporter and squirted him, and he went, "You're a jerk." <laughs> and it was the end of prank shows forever. That's how powerful the Scientologist lobby is. Yeah. After that prank, no one wants to prank show ever again. Everyone just realized. Everyone just kind of went, "Oh yeah, they are jerks."
1: Yeah, and and they realized that it wasn't like um. It it only counts as outwitting someone if you're doing that to someone who famously constantly expects to be squirted with water. Yeah. Then it's outwitting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right then you can say... We took him completely by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, why would Why would he be expecting that?
1: Yeah, we <laughs> we, we burned his house down and he was so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you say, like, uh, you'll never guess who we squirted. Dry Billy. <laughs> the unsquirtable man. You
0: go, wow, how did you lure him in? We finally got the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> <laughs> she was always tempting fate, arrogantly going out into the world, knowing that she would melt into a palagoo if she ever came into contact with water. And we got her, at last.
1: I I always have questions about... So with the Wicked Witch, it's water. And with the vampires, of course, it is sunlight. But does that mean that they... Because... Unless you set up like a dark room, there'll always be a few you know photons flying around, right? Yes, and,
0: okay, and, okay, and,
1: yeah, and Air has moisture in it, which is water.
0: yes, this is yeah, both very good points,
1: so it was the wicked witch always a bit uh, a bit goopy.
0: I guess they both ascribe to the same requirements of, say, Um, a box of crackers store in a cool dry place that doesn't mean (laughs) that is like a vacuum or bone dry and it doesn't mean that little cracks of light won't come in through the uh, between the cupboard uh, door but but it's enough i Mm. think i think that's it isn't it it's enough to keep
1: your dracula box fresh yeah for a little while coffin fresh um (laughs) Maybe it's like poison and they can deal with like little bits of it, but it's when it's too much to overwhelm
0: their system. Maybe they can metabolize it. It's like the coronavirus. It's all about viral load. So it depends on like solar load for the vampire and, and Hydra load for the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. And, and they can both withstand a small load. But that's there's a, there's a joke. Isn't it Futurama where, they, where they're in Wizard of Oz? And. The Wicked Witch of the West dissolves after they throw water on her and, and her final words are and she goes, oh, what a world! What a cruel world! Who'd ever thought a small amount of liquid earth would have fall on me? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, exactly. Who'd have ever thought?
0: What a world, what a world. It's a strange final word. I don't know if... Th- I don't know if that had any real poignancy to it, the Wicked Witch saying what a world. He's like, mean- what, 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 what? Right? Do you have to say that you're a wicked witch? You're the source of the problems of this world. <laughs> Why are you saying, what a world, what a world?
1: It's funny, isn't it? Because uh, it implies maybe, that, maybe like,
0: if if Bin Laden was going through airport security and he had to get patted down five times, And he's like, oh, what a world! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you did this. It was because of you. <laughs> Why is everyone because so tense? Because- <laughs> we have to take our shoes off because of you.
1: Yeah. What was the name of the shoe bomber? Something Reed?
0: The shoe bomber. The one in Glasgow?
1: No, he was American. He he lit his shoe on fire and it didn't work. Richard Reed. It was Richard Reed.
0: Dickie Reed.
1: A British terrorist. Uh one of our boys. Lovely. uh attempted to detonate a shoe bomb while on american airlines flight 63 from paris to miami in 2001 wow in my head that was quite far after 911 but i guess it wasn't
0: paris to miami what in what what demographic are you targeting there Americans Americans or french people with terrible taste
1: oh wow it was on the 22nd of december 01.
0: Oh, that's pretty quick.
1: (laughs) How funny, how ridiculous is this? On On 22nd of December, 2001, a passenger on flight 63 from Paris to Miami complained of a smoke smell in the cabin shortly after a meal service. One flight attendant, Hermie Moutardier, thinking she smelled a burnt match, walked along the aisles of the plane trying to assess the source. A passenger pointed to Reed, who was sitting alone near a window and attempting to light a match. (laughs) Moutardier warned him that smoking was not allowed on the airplane and Reed promised to stop (laughs) a few few minutes later (laughs) a few minutes later Moutardier found Reed leaned over in his seat after she asked him what he was doing Reed grabbed at her revealing one shoe in his lap a fuse leading into the shoe and a lit match
0: L- like, like he's wily coyote.
1: Exactly. Yes. This <laughs> has <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> uh, so got an acme shoe bomb <laughs> with a match and a fuse. Several passengers work together to subdue the six foot four, ninety seven wow. kilogram reed. Big boy. Big boy. Big exploding shoe boy. B-
0: big shoes. Yeah. Big feet. I'm sure. Yes. All the more space for dynamite.
1: All the better to light with this match. Uh, they restrained him using plastic handcuffs, seatbelt extensions, leather waist belts, and headphone cords. Good lord. Wow. A doctor on board. Is there a doctor on board? Administered a tranquilizer to him, which he found in the emergency Whoa. medical kit. And the flight diverted to Logan International. Wow, we!
0: Holy shit, imagine that. Like, attacking someone with a tranquilizer. Needle. Like, how do you get... Like, you have to get him stable enough... Ugh, just the idea of that writhing wriggling like fighting body and trying to get like a needle Everyone I'm, just... like, when i get when i get a needle blood in me i'm scared already there's gonna <laughs> snap off in my arm from like if i just jerk it a little bit imagine thrashing about trying to throw off a stewardess and eight pa- other passengers or something
1: and a bunch of those thick black headphone cords around your fucking legs
0: yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: the explosive apparently didn't detonate due to de- the delay in the takeoff of the flight. The rainy weather, along with his sweaty foot, caused the fuse to be too damp.
0: Hey, that's lucky. Good lord! I don't know how much damage it would have done. I don't know how much explosive there was in there.
1: Yeah, I mean the thing is, you only need enough to essentially blow out the window, and the entire thing will disintegrate due to the force involved. Because if you're at full speed, right?
0: I get. I mean, if you're, if you're, I guess it'd be easier once you're airborne because there's already so much, so so high a pressure gradient between the inside and the outside of the cabin. Yeah, these so, guys are uh,
1: doing it at thirty-three thousand feet for sure.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Man. Oh, man. Anyway, there's really uh, current stuff from us.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> I think to be fair, not a lot of podcasts around in two thousand and one. Probably none.
0: That is true. Actually, come to think of it, there's a whole bunch of years I've gone unpodcasted about. It's
1: true. We should cover um, the end of World War II.
0: <laughs> hey, is that um, that's a fun idea for a podcast, like uh, a topical two guys podcast, but set at different times in history? Listen to that. Another great idea.
1: Another with the ideas factory.
0: We really, really are. Patent pending, by the way. Patent pending. Patent pending.
1: Yeah. If you take it, we're going to come to where you live and cough on you. Correct. Yeah. So you watch out. Because I feel under the weather myself right now.
0: But you should be. You've had it.
1: I've had it, yeah. And it's very rare to get it twice. And I don't really go anywhere or do anything. So I probably just feel crappy because it's that time of year, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I but yeah. I current I'm currently going through a bit of a scare. I'm worried that um, I have it, but and and when, when the, the second a the molecule of concern enters your mind, then every little thing becomes potential covid. <laughs> You're like oh, my hair's feeling a bit dry today. Oh no. Is that one of the s-? and like the smallest little sniffles are oh god, this is it or like Just like a hangover.
1: Yeah, A hangover
0: pang. It's like, oh no, I know I had eight double whiskeys last night in one, like, swallow, but maybe this is something else.
1: You start looking uh, way too closely into, like, veins on your eyes in the mirror.
0: (laughs) Was that one there yesterday?
1: (laughs) That one sure seems redder than the other red ones. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, one um, of the most famous episodes of this podcast was inspired by your, your, <laughs> your, um, what do they call it? Hypochondria. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the poo pod. Yeah. And I thought there was something wrong with my belly.
1: Yeah, he thought you had something wrong with your belly, so you ended up having to, like, kidnap your own turds and torture them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had to like I I, as they came out I threw a hood over them. I then <laughs> extraordinarily renditioned them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you in my toilet. Just like Give me names <laughs> Cancer
1: You put you no know cancer. You put them into a toilet that was technically on Egyptian territory.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So <laughs> the the legal system was so different, you could Yeah, as they came out, put a hood on them. Whoa, whoa! (laughs) What's going on? You know what's going
0: on. Uh. (laughs) Many
1: of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. Um, if you, um, no, I was about to ask you what, what, what item of clothing would you make explode? But let's not get this (laughs) podcast put on a watch list, shall we? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly say. I
1: love the idea of this podcast being played to one of us as we try and get through LAX. (laughs) Sir, is this you making these amusing remarks about the... Exploding clothing?
0: And
1: are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party?
0: Does the slogan, keep jacking it, refer to hijacking planes? <laughs> Imagine if that's heart. what we meant this whole time. Yeah, it was by code. keep jacking it. <laughs>
1: I would love it if this podcast developed its own utterly insane QAnon level conspiracy. It would be good PR. Uh, I, well,
0: um, we, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have already said the, the conspiracy is that the uh, Bud Pods scripted.
1: Yes, 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 yes. They, uh, like it actually has 11 or 12 writers at any one time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the moon landings. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, exactly. Um, and uh, Kubrick isn't dead, and is also only directing this.
0: Yeah, he produces um, he produces our, our our podcast.
1: Yeah, he directed the first fifty, and then he stepped back um, to allow Spielberg some room. <laughs> um,
0: uh, what, what 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 um, what have you been up to? How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. I uh. I, I I have gotten I lockdown and this whole goddamn scenario has been going on for so long that I've got in shape, out of shape, in shape, and now out of shape again.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is why at the beginning everyone's like, "This is a perfect opportunity to finally get fit." And my instant reaction was, "Why well, I then?" I then get unfit again. Yeah. Cause why not just wait <laughs> until it's like, okay, maybe there's two more months in this, yeah. and then do it because you're putting in all this effort <laughs> for for who? For no one.
1: Yeah. Well, this is it. Um, so I've had like the pizza despair has put me, you know, where it's like it's getting colder as well. And well,
0: what's the pizza despair?
1: The pizza despair. Uh, is this like
0: a hangover? Is this when you have too much pizza? It's partially and you that. you have like a hangover.
1: It's partially that. It's more like, uh, especially during lockdown where it's like, well, what is my pleasure now?
0: <laughs> what, is, what is your pleasure? Whoa, please. Come in. Tell me, Pierre, what is your pleasure? Welcome to Casa de Wang. Now tell me, what is your pleasure today? What is it?
1: Welcome and, to Cuba, um, Mr. Wang. Tell me, good what luck, is your good pleasure? Good luck
0: cancelling me there, because there's no way of knowing what accent that could possibly have been.
1: Exactly. And it wasn't even an accent. It was a goblin.
0: That's right. That's right, exactly. and actually, for goblin speech, it's perfectly and normal. And what's wrong with it anyway?
1: That's actually the accent of the upper classes of the goblin world. <laughs>
0: what
1: do you think about that? Um, yeah. what is your pleasure? Yes. So, in lockdown, what is what what are one's what are one's pleasures? You know, you can't uh, you can't really go out. You can't. Uh, do big parties or festivals or even just go to the pub. You can't really go to the movies properly. Blah, 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 blah. You shouldn't, uh, it turns out, sit and drink pint after pint of whiskey on your own in your house. Uh, For most of it, you couldn't go to the gym. So the one thing that's left is our old friend, food. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. May I recommend combining our old friend, uh, food, with our slightly newer, but at this point, Pierre, between you and me, Getting old, friend. Alcohol.
1: <laughs> well, that's another part of the old pleasure, there. Uh, yes, absolutely. And so, what you end up doing is sort of going, everything's crap, um, and I can't really do anything. And so, it would just be nice to have a fancy old, a fancy old pizza and some of that old, uh, some of that old booze, uh, old time booze. I've,
0: I've been really spoiling myself with the booze. I've joined like. I've joined, like, a wine cooperative. <laughs> like, an, like the UK's <laughs> oldest wine cooperative. Are you in a and guild?
1: Are you in a guild, <laughs>
0: Phil? <laughs> it's basically a wine shop, that, but because you buy a membership and you get a share, um, y- y- it feels like you're part of something, but they're really good. I'm not going to say their name now because I want them to pay me um maybe at some point in the future. Nice. But uh but I just ordered from them this um they've they've been advertising their own uh whiskey because they've been around for so long they put aside they 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 like make their own sherry but they in like the eighties they put aside their casks, sent them to a distillery in Scotland to get filled with um a single malt whiskey just for them. And now they've just matured and they're just selling them. And I bought myself one. So I bought myself a bottle of Highland Single Malt from 1989. Uh, So I, I don't even, I'm not even a whiskey guy anymore. But I was like, maybe I'm a whiskey guy. It's been so long. Maybe I'm a fucking whiskey guy now. But it's just an excuse to get pissed. I just buy myself things that are fancy. And I go, well, this is the equivalent of reading a book. (laughs) <laughs> but it isn't. It's just more expensive booze. <laughs> I like that um as time goes on,
1: uh Phil, you find yourself doing more and more things that are essentially uh there's just dialogue from Frasier.
0: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I mean the last time you we all you all came around you came around for dinner, Pierre, with um a couple of our pals, um, it was for the specific reason that I'd bought a bottle of sherry. Yes that i wanted everyone to try
1: yes and it was worth trying but it was it did make me feel very much like um it because and also because pretty much everyone there you know we all work in the arts or, or did when there were arts um so it did feel like the sort of gathering that would have been dreamed up by a daily mail columnist <laughs> it sort of uh, it would have made certain yeah. type of daily mail types really Off's furious bridge.
0: BBC comedians uh, conspire against working families sipping uh, premium sherry.
1: It would it would always be uh, they always use those fucking infuriating crappy journalism words. So mm-hmm. it would be uh, Oxbridge lovelies guzzle sherry as they <laughs> tweet about. It's hungry children without giving them the sherry. It would just be some baffling sequence of of cut and paste uh, descriptions like that. But it was very um, enjoyable. But you're right; you, you you get something fancy enough like that, and it's it's. I, I I use the same justification for when I order my fancy ass pizzas.
0: Right? Yes. 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 Is yeah. Right. It's not. I, I'm not being. I'm not being a glutton. <laughs> I just. I just want to know what this particular v- v- variant of Nduja sausage tastes like. Look. It's to expand my knowledge. Look. I might I, write about sausage one day. I'm, 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 I'm not some piece
1: of shit just eating a takeaway pizza. This pizza has got friarelli on it.
0: <laughs> what? What's friarelli?
1: Friarelli is a... Uh, am
0: I saying is that a type right? Is let, let me look it up. Is it a cheese or a leaf? Those are the only two f- foods I'm aware of.
1: It's a it's a it's a type of broccoli, but it's not broccoli. It's also known right, as right like florets.
0: Okay,
1: it's also known as rapini. Right. It's like it's more like a leaf, but a, a sturdy old leaf. Rapini or friavelli down in Naples, apparently. So
0: you, you know and, what's funny is that from time to time, places around the world, like cool cities around the world, a vegetable becomes cool. Where and a vegetable that's completely normal everywhere else. I when I was in Melbourne, like two years ago, everyone was banging on about broccolini. Oh, it's the it's the best Broccoli Ooh, did I have broccolini? Oh, you got to get a ply of broccolini. And I got some broccolini, and it was just tender stem stem broccoli. Yes, it was just tender stem broccoli. And I was like, you know, you can buy this from the supermarket. It's the funniest to me, and I've only heard this from friends who have been there because I've never been. But in LA, b- b- Brussels sprouts. As in Brussels sprouts, as in Are a Joke in Vicar of Dibley, Brussels sprouts, and the Beano. <laughs> the cool new vegetable in L.A. I beg they, your pardon. Yeah, they grill Brussels sprouts, and they're the hippest thing they've ever seen. <laughs> Isn't aren't, aren't human beings fucking pathetic?
1: Is everyone in L.A. farting now? Is that what the pollution is? <laughs> Uh, even more forest fires and smog in LA caused today by the farting.
0: <laughs> I mean of
1: I knew the types were
0: full of hot air, but <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do,
1: do. do you write for a late night topical show?
0: <laughs> um no, too high brown too high brown mate. Too high brown.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. But you can justify anything with fanciness, and I do like that fashion thing. Broccolini, and let me guess, it was with uh, uh, chili and almonds.
0: Yes, how do yep. you know? Because that's what it sliced is everywhere. Almonds. Thin sliced almonds. Thin sliced and almonds. A bit of chili.
1: Bit of chili. Bit of olive oil. You you, you get that in bloody ZZs these days, mate. It's true. <laughs> that's what I found very funny about when I was in Adelaide, and I hadn't realised that the Adelaide Festival was ninety percent burlesque and jugglers, and only like four percent stand up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've not been. by By the sounds of it, it is like three percent standup comedians and ninety seven percent Moulin Rouge cosplay.
1: Yes, 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 and like all the posters are just of like, with a few exceptions, basically the same woman in a in a corset, just sort of going ooh. And then like a juggler in the background with a waxed moustache. And you're like, really? Is this the, not the same show? And they go, no, that's, that's Cirque de Blah Blah. Not, you know. They're so into it. It's so weird because it's such like a biker town. Um, so it's like, okay, fine, fine. And I was talking to one of these people who I knew was involved in a burlesque show, Phil, because they had a bowler hat with goggles on.
0: Ebola hat at first sounded like something very different. It sounded horrible to me. They had an ebola hat and a bowler hat that is death defying now that i'd watched <laughs> hey no, i would watch, watch that, that. Yeah. so they had, they had a little bowler hat
1: with goggles on so i knew they were involved um, <laughs>
0: oh, no yeah
1: and i was chatting to this lady while she was flyering near me and uh i was uh, i was talking about the phenomenon that is a, apparently it's an adelaide phenomenon which is that people just don't show up to stuff they buy tickets but they don't show up And they don't buy tickets in advance to the point where, even in the 50s and 60s, big touring artists would just cancel their Adelaide shows because they go, well, they're not selling. And everyone in Adelaide would go, no, we were going to come. Huh. Um, Adelaide. (laughs) Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide. Well, exactly. That's right. And so we were discussing this phenomenon, and she said... uh, She said, yeah, the other problem is, you know, people in Adelaide, they've seen it all. You know, they've seen it all because it it, it all comes here. You know, whatever it is in in the world, it'll end up here eventually. And they've seen it all. You know, London, Paris, Adelaide. And I was like, so (laughs) close to saying, oh, come on. I was so close to saying, you have three buildings that are taller than four stories high. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> a touring production of the mousetrap coming here once every seven years is not the same as being <laughs> paris or london
0: <laughs> i'll take your word for it because i've uh I, I i've ironically not seen it all including the city of adelaide
1: well this is it yeah and um if you like burlesque you'll have over a thousand options um if you go to the adelaide festival at any given point and uh if you try to fly members of the public they will respond aggressively
0: well at least you're you're literally unable to do that this year
1: yes i can't even saving
0: saving kindness one
1: yeah yeah even if i wanted to um it's true but yes fanciness fanciness can be used to justify any amount of of, uh of, of gluttony um
0: um, speaking of well, gluttony or like the opposite of gluttony, depending on how you look at it, um, have have you been uh, enjoying the government's baffling refusal to feed hungry children in the UK? <laughs> <Yes>. I and <laughs> I mean, you know, your your government is going badly when a footballer is your main <laughs> source of trouble. Like you're being defeated by a like. Someone's defeating you part-time. Yes, yeah. Someone's and, making you look a fucking idiot part-time. And
1: it's, not, and it's not like you're being defeated by someone who's part-time because the rest of the time they're a world-leading uh, academic and head of a charity and a uh, some kind of genius who invented... A, it's like a, a kicking guy.
0: <laughs> this kicking guy is better at your job than you are. This young kicking and,
1: guy can, can see what to do better than well, you I, can.
0: What really... Um, gives me the giggles is the idea because Mar- marcus um rash what's his name isn't it marcus rashford i just had a yeah. blank there yeah he, he's he got an mbe for his previous successful attempt to get the government to feed their own their own children the children that they're, they're supposed to look after because yes. it's in their country yeah and he got an mbe from the queen um and it is not the first time this has happened to someone that the Queen has gone. Well done! Here is an award for defeating my government. <laughs> it's it's like it's it's like this weird fantasy land where the Queen puts up a, a government as a challenge to people to overcome, and then if you do, you get a prize for outwitting <laughs> her her government.
1: Like the Queen. The queen throws back her hood and says, You're right. It was unfair. <laughs> I've been waiting for someone like you. <laughs> it's such a Ooh. funny thing to watch. Not just the queen reward someone for repeatedly defeating what is technically her government, but also just to watch any government like, be given a really stark choice between a terrible decision in bad PR and an obvious decision in good PR and just to go, hmm, and really confidently shoot themselves in the dick and balls.
0: <laughs> and not just like one, one bullet into one foot. It's just like their fastest hands in the West. You know when, <laughs> when like a really quick shooter, yeah, their one hand is on the hammer. So the, the revolver becomes like an automatic weapon. Yeah. And they're just doing six rounds into their foot just not just like that
1: yeah they're they're doing um that thing from westerns where they face each other in the high street but it's just themselves (laughs) it's just them on their own looking at their own foot just yeah it's it it's amazing because i mean you and i are from you and i are originally from countries that um you know have a lot of problems with poverty and have you know Uh, the equivalent of whatever you might call them, uh, slums, townships, favelas, whatever. And the idea that a country as rich as the UK can't just spaff out a a, a bit of money for sandwiches every now and then is incredible to me.
0: It is the poorest-feeling rich country in the world, surely. I mean, maybe America gives it a run for its money, pun in the pun. I I think America
1: does because of how many people seem to eat out of bins there.
0: Yeah, I think I think America uh, America is by quite some leagues the poorest rich country in the world. Yeah, because um, the last time you UK and I were in can America, feel like a fucking poor rich country.
1: Oh, the, the UK feels like the poorest rich country in the world, probably apart from America. I'd say.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably right. Which yes.
1: which makes sense because we're kind of the America of Europe.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um, but I mean, yeah, like the last time you and I were in America, just w- watching like quite young fairly well dressed people root around in bins for the ends of subway sandwiches was pretty fucking disturbing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but um yeah just the idea that you would live in the sixth richest country in the world and you'd be like well of course we could bail out a bank but um when are those kids going to repay the sandwich money <laughs> later on in their working lives don't think so
0: and um, it, it's such an obvious investment and this is the well i mean the fundamental problem here is the the differences between long-term investment and short-term investment. You know, people say, oh, but the government could pay for the out to help out scheme. It's like, well, yeah, because the returns for that will most likely be seen within this government's um, time in parliament. Whereas the return for a generation of healthy, uh, well-fed children, that economic return is not for another two decades, by which time who knows what government is in and so you know from the government's perspective it's it's you know it's it's less of a good return from an investment point of view yeah which is which is an argument for fucking like totalitarian china style governments because they can go this is only going to pay off in 40 years and who's going to be in charge me so <laughs> i'll do it
1: yeah i'm going to still be in charge and i can't wait for your thank you letters it's funny. I mean, it, it makes you think that, like, not that they're... Because, I mean, the the whole point of the House of Lords was to have that kind of long-term entrenched view. Um, and then they snipped its bollocks off, but then they didn't replace it with anything. So you sort of think, of, well, don't just have a kind of zombie. A,
0: re- mm, okay. a really
1: big, expensive zombie where everyone has to have a cape and a crown. I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Wait, and what 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 was in place before that? that provided this long-term view?
1: The Lords was was much more powerful. Tony Blair is the one who who reform, who almost reformed it out of existence, but couldn't quite get the final bullet into the head. Because um, like like the, the Lords can't even block leg- legislation anymore. If it comes back three times, the Lords just have to say yes to it.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: And it's not like the Senate in America, where the Senate can like so legislation can start in the Senate and then go down to the House of Representatives
0: mm, mm, uh, to Congress.
1: Um, it's just sat there, costing money with everyone sort of slowly aging and farting, and everyone sort of goes, "No, but sometimes the lords are doctors, and you uh huh, maybe just uh, elect a doctor then.'
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. the lords are
1: Alan Sugar. Who cares? It's um, it's very silly. But yeah, the idea, like, never mind. Okay, even the investment thing for twenty years aside, the fact that the government would go, I think during this unprecedented World War Two level crisis and Brexit, which is another unprecedented World War Two level crisis. I think we shouldn't feed the children. (laughs) I think that would be a a real vote winner. And not only should we not feed them, we should not feed them using the existing system that we're being asked to use, which is non-cash based. It's vouchers and Mm -hmm. goes directly through schools as opposed to costing more money through middlemen or councils. Mm. Amazing. Mm and then you've got all these daily mail types going like but they they'll try and trade the voucher for a, a bad lasagna for a load of heroin and you think do you know how cheap lasagna is and how much drugs cost i don't know if you've got the numbers right here yeah what kind of drug dealer takes vouchers
0: yeah it's just it's just bad, bad economics it's um and in it's it's just an a real delicious feature of our times that the party that was supposed to be it's cruel but at least it's economically competent is also economically <laughs> yeah. incompetent as well as being cruel. And whereas the Labour Party, at least at the last election, used to used to go, oh Labour's incompetent, but at least they're kind. Well last one, they were both incompetent and unkind. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so both parties have have gained the the failures of the other and not fixed their own original failures.
1: Yeah, and it's it's something weird about the mindset of a certain type of person where they sort of go, but but some of it will go to waste or will go to a scrounger, and you sort of want to say to them, like, there's going to be waste at a certain like like one or two percent of waste or, or or theft is like you have to account for that. That's just mm-hmm. just grow up and and take it into account. It's like if you were hosting a dinner party and you provided all the wine, you wouldn't just go around saying, "Oh, one percent of guests don't quite finish their glass before they get another glass." So, and th- yeah. thank
0: you for using an analogy that I can understand. Very yes, way.
1: yes, sorry, I I, I I I naturally pivot to wine-based analogies for <laughs> whenever I'm speaking to you now. <laughs> But it's that kind of like miserly, pointless. It's like you need to accept waste as an inherent part of anything. Like you waste energy from through heat with a light bulb. Get over it.
0: Mm-hmm. Design yeah. if
1: that's a problem. Design a better system. Don't stop having light bulbs.
0: Mm-mm. I just feel this miserliness is for the benefit of some imagined British miser. I think would. it's for
1: the backbenchers. I think it's for those people with, like, red faces who sort of go, well, the parents should be ashamed. And you go, okay, so the kids get punished for their parents. Oh. Uh, it's it's cruelty. I think it is just genuinely, like, they feel like they have earned the cruelty and therefore it must be dished out or they'll never learn. As if, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. if poverty isn't its own lesson in the fact that poverty is bad. Hmm. It's not like there's a, there are very few people sat there having an absolute wail of a time until you point out to them that they're not. And they go, a- aren't I? It's yeah. very strange. And it's tied up with this country's obsession with class and all the rest of it.
0: I mean, I mean, they're going to have to buckle sooner or later, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, or
1: they're, they're going to kind of like demi-buckle and they'll do it all through councils or they'll say, oh no, we'll do this or whatever. Because or they, they, I don't think they can buckle to a footballer twice directly. <laughs> and they're already doing like the council workarounds and stuff. That's right. Yeah. And saying councils yeah. should do it. But then even Tory councils are going, well, you haven't given us any more money. So no, we can't. You're not giving us money. Yeah. So yeah, fuck knows. But I mean, I mean, yeah, just another amazing... Just another amazing day in one of the richest countries on Earth.
0: It's, um, it's really a testament to the British commitment to, to having a dreadful time. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it has everything at hand to have a nice time. How, how much, we just love to have a dreadful time.
1: How much did we jizz away on that, like, that type of satellite program to try and replace the EU one that we were losing, and then it was the wrong type of satellite? It was like billions.
0: Mm-hmm. or the t- test and trace that they somehow spent 12 billion on i don't how, how do you even spend 12 billion pounds on
1: <laughs> that is that is real silicon valley failed app money isn't it
0: yeah it's like the fucking the quibby of medical institutions test and trace how did you how did you how did you waste more money than quibby
1: <laughs> it's so funny yeah how did you quibby the pandemic <laughs>
0: how did you acquire something that had unprecedented demand <laughs> i've
1: i've i've just looked up how much uh, the, the uk spent uh 5 uh, 400 million pounds on a failed satellite project as part of one web which went bankrupt in march
0: so that's to replace the eu satellite system that we the used to use the
1: galileo have. yeah so we have our own satnav
0: one web galileo sounds so cool and one web sounds like a cryptocurrency scam <laughs> <laughs> OneWeb, disgusting. That sounds like ugh. Well, if, if my dad, if my dad said, "If hey, Philip, I I signed up with somebody called OneWeb," I'd be like, "Dad, don't, don't give them any money." <laughs> dad, please, you have to be more careful about this sort of thing. Message me before you sign up to anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you OneWeb is the kind of thing you'd hand write onto a name tag before going around pensioners' houses. <laughs> I uh, hear from OneWeb. They, I have to look at your bank cards. Oh, all right then.
0: It's like it's like it's like uh, vaginal products that have vagi in them. It's like it's like we know what this is for. You don't. It. It's more. Yeah. It. it it's more suspicious that you've got vagi in it than if you if it was just called nicer feel or something. Why have you got Vagiclean? Why is it called Vagiclean? I know I'm trying to buy this with some element of dignity. You don't have to call it Vag Vagiclean.
1: <laughs> like, uh, if you would, you would, it, would any man be willing to publicly buy a product called like Scrotolux? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like thrush cream is called peanut or anything, you know. Um,
1: it's, it's 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 not called um all
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, <laughs> Oh fucking hell. Yeah, it's it's such a funny I remember finding that really funny as a kid, uh, just the idea that the TV was bellowing the word vagicil at me. <laughs> When I was like 12, I just thought that was such a funny... Like you say, it's really in your face. The other one was... I I always was amused at the adverts for so many so much medicine to do with trapped wind. Mmm. It was always a sort y- of... Yoghurts. Uh, yeah, or, or even just pills or whatever. It's like, assists with trapped wind. I was like, I wish someone would trap my wind.
0: You know what? One of the worst feelings I've ever had was trapped wind, but it's only ever happened once in my life, and it was after some... Food poisoning. The first stages were just Bleh! just like vomiting and shitting, and like yeah, like I have to do the old swap around. Yeah. There's actually a Chinese phrase for it which, which is "sang O Siatu, which literally means "up vomit down poo," <laughs> and and that I was doing it. I looked like the guy in the textbook. They actually did the drawing in the textbook of a guy sitting on the toilet and vomiting out of his mouth, and. That was me. But the next stage was just a slow and endless inflation. Just, <laughs> just getting. I could feel myself just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> My belly just. T-
1: it's because you stole some of Willy Wonka's chewing gum.
0: It. Yeah, I. I really felt like. I really felt like I. I'd, I'd, I'd been a nuisance at his. At, at his factory. <laughs> And I couldn't get it out. I was, like, squeezing my belly, trying to, like, squeeze it out like a bagpipe. Or I was going like...
1: Was it like uh, when you're you trying to uh, deflate a camping mattress, like an inflatable mattress?
0: Yeah, but but it's still plugged up, and you yeah. haven't noticed. That's, that was a feeling to me. I could not get it out. It was the most horrible feeling. Until eventually I started burping. And I, I didn't know burps could feel like coming, <laughs> but they can if you've been inflated for 12 hours. It was... The most delectable burps of my life. But that was the worst feeling of all, was the bloatedness. It was torturous. It was so, so horrible. What, I felt I mean... like I was my elastic limit. My skin, my stomach was just reaching. Is was going to burst. It's horrible. What
1: does that? What 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 did you not like? fire out of you that stayed behind to, to do a Zeppelin project?
0: I don't know. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. It's your body like trying to protect... The tribe from my diarrhea, so it seals up my anus. I don't know what was going on. Just seals my anus up like Agent Smith in the Matrix, and I'm I'm just trying to open it like (laughs) Neil. It's
1: making making all your farts bubble back up through you like some kind of awful bong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe, you know, Phil, if you'd taken some Burpaloid, you would have been fine.
0: I should have taken Burpaloid. <laughs> burpaloid. I should have taken some Burpaloid. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Take... Yeah, but I mean, when I was a kid, the idea of wind being trapped, I was like, How... what do you mean trapped? Like, it's a little bag somewhere, you know? I just didn't get it. And to be fair, I still mm. don't. So
0: there. Also, wind. is just like, just say gas. Wind. My father used to say break wind, which makes it. I don't, it makes you it sound like a Greek god or something. It's <laughs> I've just, broken this, the wind. It's so grand. Yeah, just saying, yeah. Break, break wi- wind, yeah. I'm full of wind.
1: And you go, no, you're not. You're full of gas. <laughs> I'm
0: full of the elements. <laughs> I am imbued with the power of wind. All right, Captain Planet, calm down.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you have diarrhea, you don't say you're full of earth and water.
0: Did you watch Captain Planet when you were a kid? You bet your sweet tits I did. I loved Captain Planet. Every Captain Every Planet. single outro was about recycling. And and but I'd still watch through the credits because be like, I wonder what the extra bit at the end will be about Oh, it's about recycling. <laughs> and then watch the next episode. Ooh, I wonder what this episode's coda will be oh yeah, it's about recycling. Oh, I wonder what this Oh yeah, it's about it's about recycling. I should have known that really. But I loved Captain Planet.
1: I thought it was great. I had a Captain Planet duvet, I think.
0: Wow. All right, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's, that's all it took in the 90s.
0: The standards yeah, were lower. Yeah, a, a fun little cartoon.
1: In the 90s, they just thought, well, we'll make a sort of cartoon that's the same color as the Earth, but he still have Speedos and a dick bulge.
0: Yeah. Did we ever settle on what Captain Planet was made of? Was he like an en- elemental being? But he could still fuck, like Dr. Manhattan.
1: <laughs> I like the idea of Captain Planet getting so sick of the slow progress on climate change that he also just moves to Mars.
0: <laughs>
1: like Dr. Manhattan. I Have you seen the
0: Watchmen series?
1: Um, I haven't seen the series yet. Apparently it's brilliant. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Yes, of course. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: okay, let's see. What's his deal? Um... Okay, what's his are you looking
0: up you're looking at Captain Planet the person, yeah, the man behind the planet
1: <laughs> he used to be lieutenant Planet, but he got promoted, <laughs> um, okay, here we go, Captain Planet, so it's ah, yes, that's true, oh go, wow, Gaia was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg for the first wow. two years that's a... what a cast, uh, yeah, in situations that the planeteers cannot resolve alone hmm They combine their powers to summon the titular Captain Planet. Who is... Right. and Okay, so here we are. This is it defined. Okay, this is interesting. It's a
0: bit of a cult. Actually, in retrospect, it was a bit of a cult.
1: Yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, the titular Captain Planet, who is, and I quote, Phil, a holographic superhero android...
0: What? I didn't know that. I didn't notice that. ...that
1: possesses all of their powers magnified... Once his work is done, Captain Planet returns to the planet and leaves viewers with the message, the power is yours.
0: Except it isn't, because occasionally you have to call in a holographic (laughs) android superbeam. Typically, Captain
1: Planet only manifests to deal with the bigger crises and then departs, but a few storylines have explored him existing beyond these moments. Such as when he was summoned while Kwame and Marty were in space with the result that the energy from their rings that created Planet could not return to its source, resulting in Planet being forced to operate on a human level, such as requiring a crowbar <laughs> and handcuff keys to rescue the team.
0: I was getting confused there about what Planet they were talking about and then realised they were referring to Captain Planet <laughs> as if he's a, an MP, calling him just Planet. <laughs> Listen
1: here, Planet. <laughs> To be fair, think of all the time you save. Think, think of all the time you save in each episode, not having to pretend that your superhero spends the rest of the time fucking about as a journalist or a photographer. Yeah, (laughs) right. It sells a. It it saves a lot of time to not have to have a green and blue man sort of going. Oh yes, uh, right away, Mister Spacely, or whatever the fuck.
0: I I think it would have been a really interesting choice if he was. Um, CEO of Shell in 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 the day. He was a CEO of Shell and then when he was called he became Captain Planet. He's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. He's sort of undoing all of his terrible things in the day and the little kids don't know that that's him. They think he's the enemy.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: That's the heartbreak at the heart of it. Yeah, that's quite good. That's another good idea.
0: It's another good idea because it's about... It's about how we, we, it's all this self-inflicting damage that we we need both sides, and we're trying to balance the scales here. We would want to lose the benefits of industrialization and progress, but we also don't want to destroy the planet. And Captain Planet himself is torn between these these two two drives. You know, he wants he wants to save the planet from eternal destruction, but he also wants to see some returns on this quarter. <laughs> That would have been a that would have been an interesting kids show.
1: I I, I would have liked it if um, the final episode of Captain Planet was just Captain Planet summoning himself and going, "You haven't done enough. There's only one solution left." And it was just he'd like Noah-style flooded the earth and just killed everyone. <laughs> like Captain um, Planet pops up and just points out that nature could have wiped out humanity at any point.
0: <laughs> I it would really have also. I would have enjoyed a storyline where Kwame and the other planeteers sort of uh, get together to try and buy Planet out of his (laughs) shares. (laughs) I don't know where they would have got the money from.
1: Captain Planet gets assassinated by a a rogue Saudi prince.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, it would be pretty on the nose, actually, for a Saudi prince to murder (laughs) the embodiment of... The planet's health um, <laughs> in the '90s. I think we we're a bit, a bit on the nose.
1: Yeah, I think so. Do you want to? Do you want to hear a list of the uh, the villains that he fights against?
0: Oh yes, please.
1: Okay, so we got some good names here. Um, they're called the eco villains.
0: Is one styrofoam? Because <laughs> I don't know what to do with that stuff. One.
1: One is just. Um, one is just uh, um, old fridges. <laughs> So, so there's a character who's a sort of pig-like thing called Hoggish Ooh. Greedly.
0: Hoggish Greedly. Hoggish Greedly. That's like that's like a Dickensian character name. It's good. Hoggish Greedly's good. I like
1: Hoggish Greedly. Uh which yeah is very nice. I wonder what his
0: character traits are.
1: <laughs> God, I I I I sure hope we can trust Hoggish Greedly with our money.
0: And all this, and, and my, my 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 slop that I've brought into work.
1: Yes, and all these I've, apples. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I've labelled my slop with my name, put it in the fridge. <laughs> I hope, uh, hope everyone respects that, especially Hoggish Greedley. Very, very personal to me, the slop.
1: Another day working at the pension fund responsible for all these pensions. Of course, Hoggish Greedley's is the uh, new CEO, hopefully... Uh... Hopefully we'll get these old people their money. Uh, so there's a, here's another one. Verminous Scum.
0: Wow! Whoa. That's a bit harsh. Verminous, Verminous Scum. Scum. Goodness me.
1: Yeah, what a name. And do you know who voiced Verminous Scum from 1990 to 1991?
0: That's like something you'd hear shouted by the keynote speaker at the Durham Miners Gala. <laughs> And these verminous scum. You know what I mean?
1: Ironically, it's the kind of thing they'd say and the kind of thing Jacob Rees-Mogg would say.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good Vermish. phrase, verminous scum. And what, is, is verminous scum like a rat or something?
1: Yeah, he's like a grubbly rat man. And okay. apparently scum can control rats and has his own personal helicopter called the scummocopter. Oh,
0: that's pretty good. Pretty
1: good. And I bet he uses fossil fuels to power the scum <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think did the voice in nineteen ninety? Of them the scum. It's quite the name.
0: Christopher Walken.
1: No, but you're thinking along the right kind of legendary voice lines.
0: Um, um, um Robert De Niro. No, um What's his name? He looks like a he looks like a rat man. Um <laughs> Hello Fellow Kids, that guy, what's his name?
1: Oh, um... Oh, God, yeah. Well, it's I not can't him. tell that's not right. Um,
0: Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Wow! Is there anything that man can't do or hasn't done? Exactly. Uh, Dr. Blight. That's a good one. That's good. I like Dr. Blight. Is that a person, that one?
1: Yes, Dr. Blight is a mad scientist. Uh, The left half of her face is horribly scarred, which is usually mm. hidden by her hair. Hmm. Um, she represents some kind of. She represents the dangers of uncontrolled technology and unethical science, which seems a bit um,
0: abstract.
1: It seems a bit abstract, and also it 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 means it makes me worry that Captain Planet was a bit more on the hippie anti-genetic modification of crops side of things.
0: Bit anti-progress, Captain Planet. Yeah, bit
1: anti-progress, Captain Planet. He has all yeah, sorts there... of theories about tomatoes and fluoride. Yeah, yeah. there,
0: there is a. It, it, it's. It's not a zero-sum game, Planet. There's a balancing act.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Captain Planet is anti-lockdown. <laughs> 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 Remember not to wear any masks. The power is yours. And he flies away.
0: <laughs> coughing. Um, so, <laughs> Dr. Blight. Now, if I was the only human on the side of otherwise a pig and a rat, I'd... <laughs> I'd have questions about whether or not I was on the winning side. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially yeah, if, if I have a doctorate, presumably. Yes, and I'm not if stupid.
1: someone, yeah, if someone said to you, uh, "We really admire your stance on various uh, scientific points. We'd like you to be part of a panel." Excellent. Who else is on the panel? Oh, uh, hoggish greedily, um <laughs> and verminous scum. If the scumocopter can make
0: it, <laughs> you'd say,
1: "Sorry, could I? Who's who's paying for this conference?"
0: I'm I'm also really enjoying the idea of uh, verminous Scum having to get his helicopter pilot license. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so can I uh, can I ask why you've t- taken an interest in uh, in flying uh, uh, yourself was it uh, how, how often it's uh, it's a sort of a, a bit of a, a goofy uh, uh, anniversary or christmas gift or voucher or something no it's uh, for something else. No uh, oh. oh, well it was a private business, or well, I'd rather not say. And it's covered in rats. Like, oh. um,
0: now, before you go and uh, fire missiles at the Amazon rainforest, <laughs> you do need to register your your sixty hours um, of training with, yeah. with with a licensed pilot, yeah. Mister um, Scum. And I can see here that you <laughs> haven't quite got there yet. So I'm afraid, I'm afraid the trip to Brazil is going to have to wait
1: you you've and and even once you've registered the hours, it says here you haven't done an unpowered landing three times <laughs> in varied conditions you've done the first two that's fine, <laughs> but um you still need to do an unpowered landing in a heavy cloud it looks like <laughs> um. But there hasn't been heavy. Cl- I know, I know. You're not the only one. Believe me, I have this conversation. You wouldn't believe how many times a day, Mister Scum, that I have to have this conversation. Uh,
0: um,
1: l- Luton Plunder—that's another character.
0: Luton, Luton.
1: Yeah, but spelt with two O's, unfortunately, so it can't be the town.
0: Okay, not not voiced by Tommy Robinson then. <laughs> That would be Luton a much better
1: Luton. fake name for him than Tommy Robinson.
0: Luton Plunder.
1: <laughs> Luton Plunder. <laughs> he's like an evil um. poacher. It looks like.
0: Okay, so he's a human as well.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's got a nephew called Robin Plunder.
0: Mm, great, <laughs> great. <laughs> so these are so right. By the sounds of it, Captain Planet is also an anti-imperialist.
1: Yes, it sounds like. Captain Planet is broadly... He's a fucking hippie. Yeah, he's a big fucking hippie. There are also two evil lumberjacks called the Pinehead Brothers. That's niche.
0: The Pinehead Brothers? Why is that niche? Oh, the, like, Pinhead Brothers. Yeah, I
1: guess. It's also funny that, like, I guess you have to represent the timber industry as lumberjacks. It's too abstract to invent... Uh, to represent them as a, just a Brazilian hedge fund. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Okay. Martin Sheen voiced some of the characters for two years. Sly Sludge. Wow! An unscrupulous bin man. How do they get these names? This is incredible. Do you think that's how powerful and fashionable the eco lobby was in 1990? Sting did the vo- a voice of a, someone called Zam.
0: <laughs> Zam.
1: <laughs> and then it was re- he was replaced by Malcolm McDowell. Really? What the fuck? Wow. Whoever made Captain Planet has got photographs from Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> island. I swear to God. Yeah. How else could you possibly? Oh my God! Wow. Oh, uh, we 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 haven't we still haven't even we haven't even had time to discuss the the Sky TV's Nazi wood chopping
0: show. Oh gosh! I'll have to wait till next time. We'll do something next time. Yeah. Gosh, that would have been fun. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll save save it for for next time. I think Nazis will still be around next time.
1: Pretty sure, pretty sure they will be. Um, But that's all the time we have this week, folks.
0: Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you all are doing okay. Yep. and And remember,
1: the power to keep jacking it is yours.
0: It is yours. Put together your wanking rings, (laughs) (laughs) mushing cock rings together to
1: summon. Captain Wank. They want Mechateen, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, of course. Yes, you can summon Mechateen by smashing together your cock rings. <laughs> by the power of a thousand wanks. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I love what you did for mecatine. I should put it on Twitter. <laughs> the power of a thousand wanks, wanks. Putting, putting just like plain audio is weird, though, on Twitter. That's a problem.
1: Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, we'll
0: have to get like an animation.
1: Yes, the same people who did um, ABK's thing. Well, I mean, he did yeah, it himself, he, but uh, we can ask him. Let's find that's out. Uh,
0: comedian anyway. Alistair Beckett King, who was who had like for a trailer for one of his live shows, an inexplicably brilliant sort of nineties style cartoon that he apparently did himself. I don't know oh, how he did.
1: It. it was incredible! It was incredible. Um, he's uh, I think he's Mister ABK on Twitter, and he's got a, a podcast himself, which I have appeared on about folklore.
0: He's a very funny guy. Um. um all right. But Have for now, week, keep jacking it, um, which is masturbating for the interests of American immigration. Yes. Uh, all right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Normally, being a little
1: extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.